0: Dave and Darren do the top 5 things. Yeah. It's a podcast. We're glad you're listening. Shine.
1: <laughs>
0: what what is? Are you doing your oasis impression? I guess I am. Welcome everybody to Dave and Darren's top 5 things. If uh, we sound extra silly, it's because it's uh, Friday as we're here recording it. And this is the last thing we're going to do before the weekend. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hooray for us. Uh, however you're listening to it, whenever you're listening to it, thanks for downloading and subscribing and putting up with your pals Dave and Darren. I should mention, my name is Dave, and this gentleman over here is Darren. If this is not
1: enough for you, you can become a patron by going to Dave How could and this
0: not be enough?
1: It, it, it's just not, it's What's not enough.
0: Wrong? <laughs> Come on.
1: If it's not enough, you can go to nachoradio.com and become a patron. You'll have access to almost 1,100 different podcasts. This particular podcast brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois Tech Drive in Milan and West Main Street in Galesburg. Milan is open every day. Galesburg is open weekdays and Saturdays. Sign up for the newsletter and connect with Nature's Treatment on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Here we go. Number one. Number one. 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 Number one. Politician over in India who told everybody that if you would just bathe in mud and blow on a conch shell, you wouldn't get COVID-19. Mm. He is uh, now tested uh, positive for COVID-19. Apparently, bathing in mud and blowing on a conch shell... There's no protection. ...does not, in fact, protect you. This character's name is Sukbir Juanapura. Jwanapura. He posted a video sitting in a pool of mud. Hey, look at this. With <laughs> a shell. And he said, if you do this, it'll ward off the coronavirus. Uh, yeah, no. He's now tested positive. He's one of 24 members of parliament there in India who has tested positive. He posted this video on his Facebook page. Hello, everybody. It's me from parliament.
1: I wonder if that's his answer for everything, though. <laughs>
0: Jump and pull the mud in a pool of mud and blow on a shell.
1: It worked for my psoriasis. <laughs>
0: Posted a video sitting in a pool of mud with the shell to uh, ward off coronavirus. <laughs> That's your answer for everything. In the video, he's seen sitting in a muddy, muddy field with a conch shell in his hand. It's the weekend, and you know what I'm up to. He says, "Go out, get wet in the rain, sit in the dirt, work on the farm, blow on a cunch, and eat desi things." One gains immunity from doing these things, he mm-hmm. says. Anyway, the news that he uh, he tested positive has a lot of people trolling him, and uh, <laughs> I think he I think he regrets his decision to uh, just only use the. Sitting in mud and blowing on a shell I, defense. St- I
1: still don't get it. this on paper, this still all adds up.
0: Did I blow in the wrong end of the shell? What have I done?, Number two. 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 Someone that's been your partner for a long time. Uh, can I just share an impression of you and and you'd let me know if you think this is fair or not fair. Okay. All right. You are someone who is frugal, but you are not someone who is cheap. You are someone who will... I will spend money m- on something. You will spend money on something. Yes. You're not careless with your money. You're just a lot more... You're certainly more careful with it than I am. You're frugal, but not cheap. Do you think that's a fair assessment of you?
1: I think that's maybe more than
0: fair. Yeah. I think that you're someone who... Uh, on When it comes to some things... I
1: certainly pay my... Well, yeah. I pay my share.
0: I'll say this, like, uh, knowing your dogs, your dogs don't think you're cheap. No. They, they have a much higher standard no, of living no, than you do. No, and
1: that's basically what it is, that I will I will scrimp on other things right. so I can spend money on other things.
0: You save money because you're, you t- tend to prioritize yes. what you spend money on. So you don't have a... You're not someone who will not spend money on something that needs to be spent on. I think that's the definition of something somebody that's cheap. And you're certainly a very, uh, very thoughtful, I know that you give to a lot of causes, so it's, it wouldn't be fair to say that you're a cheap person by any stretch of the imagination. You're not just, miserly. You're just someone who enjoys getting a good deal and uh, saving a couple of bucks.
1: Well, there are things that I don't see any reason for... Sp- spending too much money on
0: it but we agree on this that there are some things you spend the money on yes right yes uh, I'll, I'll give you an example uh is Heinz ketchup a little bit more expensive a little bit more yes uh, but it's worth it for me I like the I, I like having Heinz 57 in my fridge See, you're I, probably someone that would be fine with a hunts in his kitchen well I don't know
1: that I can tell the difference
0: uh, that's ridiculous.
1: I mean, I don't know that I can tell the difference between Heinz ketchup uh-huh. and High V's ketchup. Oh no! Or Fairway's ketchup. Oh, you
0: I, I, absolutely. I, that's that's. See, this is where you. I might, mean, maybe maybe, maybe I if
1: I did the taste test, mm-hmm. I would
0: be able. I but I don't think so. But on the items that you need to spend the money on, you spend the money. That's fair to say. There's a story this morning from uh, Vietnam where police seized 345,000 used condoms that were cleaned and sold as new. Condoms... I hear you got a new job. Condoms never a, a, an item where I would look for the off-brand. Go ahead and give me the name brand on a condom. Right? Right? You would buy you would you would be somebody that would buy a fairway condom though wouldn't you? listen, yeah you would no I'm just saying trogan, what is this? <laughs>
1: but these are just fine
0: <laughs> duress well this this doesn't make any sense spam skin hmm <laughs> just one rib for your wallet's pleasure these are. These are knockoffs. I don't see the point of this. Magmut, what is this? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's cheaper, I'll take it.
1: She'll feel the savings.
0: <laughs> and you'll feel nothing. <laughs> and you'll feel nothing. <laughs> Why is there a numbing effect? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Doesn't feel great, but won't hurt you in the pocketbook. (laughs) Right. That's a terrible (laughs) slogan for a condom. Uh Uh-huh. Police in Vietnam confiscated an estimated 345,000 used condoms, which had been cleaned and resold as new. God. Footage broadcast by the state-owned Vietnam television showing dozens of large bags containing used contraceptives all scattered across the floor of a warehouse this is in south vietnam the the bags weighed more than 794 pounds equivalent to 345,000 condoms
1: now i know that there are plenty of you mm-hmm. facing a friday today sure with a task that you're not looking forward to <laughs> Yeah. I know that. You're in your car, going I to a
0: job you may not love. The
1: weekend is mm-hmm. its Friday. <laughs> the weekend is almost here. Maybe you also know I've got to work this weekend. Yeah. there—what does that suck? There are tasks ahead of you uh-huh. that uh-huh. Uh, you're not a fan of. Mm-hmm. Well, just keep all this in mind.
0: The owner of the warehouse said they were getting a monthly input of used condoms from an unknown person. This is what I'm wondering. What's the hookup? Where are they getting them from? It's not just one guy. No, it can't be just one guy. I've saved every condom my entire life, and I am a busy boy. I'm I'm a busy, bad, bad boy.
1: I'm something of a scrapbooker.
0: (laughs) Each one of these are hard to part with due to the sentimental reasons attached to them. Woman detained during the bus told police that the used prophylactics were first boiled in water. Is that good for them? <laughs> and I'm gonna guess no. The condoms were boiled in water, then dried and reshaped on a wooden phallus Ugh. before they were repackaged and resold. <laughs> For every kilogram of recycled condoms that this woman produced there at the factory, she got 17 cents. <laughs> Boy, that's rough. Oh, man. That
1: is, it's a, what a world.
0: Where are you getting them from? Where, where is the, well, the supply chain well, is maybe, what fascinates maybe, me in this maybe story. Maybe
1: people know, mm-hmm. to pe- maybe people are in the know to save them, kind of like your. You know, can yeah. tops. Listen, listen. I throw uh, I, I I throw my
0: my cans in the recycle bin, and that's five cents a can. For a kilogram of used condoms, this woman was getting seventeen cents. So, how much money is the the person who used the condom getting? You see what I'm saying? No, I get the, it. The slice of the pie is, uh, for lack of a better term here, is uh, very very small. Hey, you're not gonna just throw that rubber out, are you? We. <laughs> We could recycle that and get some money. It's got to be like maids at hotels or something, Mm. right? Because other... I don't know where else... Where else would you... I wish... uh, I wish you could see the look on Darren's face right now. It's
1: just the idea that what some people... Yeah? What some people have to do in this world. Yeah. It's just... Yeah? It's just too darn bad.
0: Well, it is. It is. But... You know, uh, you have to admire the initiative. (laughs) I was gonna say stick to itiveness, but that's probably an inappropriate one for this story. (laughs) When in Vietnam, I guess if you're going to Nam, bring your own condoms because is that allowed? Oh sure, you can pack your own condoms when you go to Hanoi, right? I you know I'm just saying good to know. (laughs) It's a little. It's a little travel tip from me Number three. Three, three. 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 Centers for Disease Control and Prevention earlier this week said, uh, well, we should not be doing door-to-door trick-or-treating. That's now a recommendation from the CDC. Monday night, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said that from a, from a public health standpoint, uh, this autumn could be kind of dicey. Mm-hmm. And to stop the further spread of the coronavirus... We're going to have to do Halloween differently this year. Their recommendations are that we don't do door-to-door trick-or-treating, that you don't do any costume parties, no hayrides, no haunted houses, and they say that costume masks are not a substitute for cloth masks. No, Right. So that's the recommendation from the CDC. They also say if you're, you're somewhere where screaming is likely to occur, you need to have even greater distancing. Screaming, yeah. And there's, I mean, is there a... Ho- that makes sense. Is there a holiday that where there's more screaming than Halloween? Maybe Christmas. Easter. Maybe Thanksgiving. They're all pretty screamable now They're that very. Think about They're
1: all screaming.
0: <laughs> so if you were working in the candy industry, and I've had this thought as I've walked by the big bags of candy, mm-hmm. we still don't really have any definitive word on what... Trick or treats are going to look like here in the Quad Cities. Locally, no. yeah, yeah. Well, we still got time to to figure that out. I think I'll be doing what you'll be doing, and that's just kind of leaving candy out. Well,
1: I don't know if that's happening. From what I've heard from Rhonda, mm-hmm. is I think her intentions are to make up bags and give them to you know neighborhood mm-hmm. kids. I don't know.
0: There's, and we've talked about the idea of the candy chute, which I think is Yeah, the a candy chute is, you know... I still might build that.
1: Or the idea of putting the the bowl out mm-hmm. um, on the step and then just kind of monitoring it from, you know, the, the porch. From the poach.
0: <laughs> if you want it. We got some Reese's if you want it. So if you're working in the candy industry, what does that mean? Because if you work in the candy industry... Halloween is... That's it. That's go time. That's your Super Bowl. Right. And if you can't have Halloween and you're working in the candy industry... Well, I wonder, it'll be interesting to see what kind of leftover candy there's going to be this year. Well, here's, here's the reason I'm sharing this news with you. There's not going to be leftover candy. No, there's, there's not. Because according to the new report here from the National Confectioners Association, that's a trade group that represents 600 candy manufacturers, suppliers, and brokers. They're saying Halloween is happening. And they're saying that candy, as far as how we're purchasing it, mm-hmm. is way up from where it was last year. Huh. We are still buying candy. In fact, we're buying more. Sales for candy up 13% over where we were last year.
1: So everyone's got a sweet tooth. Because this candy can't be for Halloween.
0: No, it's they're saying the increase in sales is
1: people eating candy.
0: You think it's just people stress eating sugar? Yes. People aren't buying their candy for Halloween yet. I don't know. It's over a month away. They're saying 96% of parents plan to celebrate Halloween. What percentage? 96% of parents plan to celebrate Halloween. Maybe you're just buying the candy for your own kids then? They say the regional differences across the country in terms of how people choose to celebrate, whether this means trick-or-treating or more candy bowl moments at home with family and close friends.
1: Have you seen... Many Halloween displays out yet in yards. Oh, yeah, they're Have starting you? to come out. Yeah, there's one in our neighborhood. I kind of like. Yeah, it's three small black witches mm-hmm. with no faces, mm-hmm. and they're holding hands. It's
0: uh, very f- yeah. Spooky. No, it's uh, mm, it's, it's, it's like, like that. They're about to do something. That's well done. We eat between uh, chocolate sweets, gum, and mints. Uh, last year we ate. More than $37 billion worth of it. Sure. $37 billion. What percentage of Americans, they did a study, the National Confectioners Association, Darren. They did a study and they asked grown-ups, adults, what percentage buys candy at the grocery store as part of their regular shopping. Mm. This would not be just for Halloween. Every time you go to the store. <laughs> you're buying candy? Buying a bag of candy. Getting candy while you're at the store. What percentage? They, they surveyed 1,500 adults. What percentage of respondents would you guess said they bought candy at the grocery store as part of regular shopping through pharmacies and convenience stores as well? So, you know, you stop in the gas station, you get yourself a a, yeah. a box of milk duds. Boy, it's probably higher than I think.
1: I'll say, mm? I'll say 35%.
0: Mm. It is higher than you think, Darren. It is higher than you think. The actual number of adults in this survey that said that they buy candy regularly when they're out doing their shopping uh-huh. is. I gotcha. Sixty-nine, dude. Sixty-nine percent of us.
1: So, but when the, but we're when we're talking about that, mm-hmm. we're not talking about necessarily. They're they're not buying bags of candy.
2: They How? just they just
1: might be picking up a candy bar. Sure. Okay. I yeah, wonder well, what percentage
0: buys bags of candy. Like, who's buying a bag of candy in in February? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Halloween candy has a very specific meaning in the candy industry. The term refers to all seasonal candies that are specifically packaged for Halloween. Your big bulk bags of trick-or-treat-sized, sized uh, fun size treats, right? fun size. During the pandemic, sales are up in that category 13% now, there's over a, last year. There's
1: a size that's smaller than fun size, isn't there? Waste Hab- of time size. There are, there are minis. Is that what those are? Yeah.
0: I mean, because fun size used to be mm-hmm. like, okay, this is a... Sni- fun size was like a, th- a third of a size of a candy bar. A
1: small, yeah, a small yeah. Milky Way or right. small, but, and now, but now you've got, you, we've gone smaller than fun size.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's barely a sample size. Halloween is one of what they call in the industry the big four. Uh-huh. The Big 4, the Big 4 in uh, the candy industry are Halloween, Valentine's Day, Easter, and Christmas. Yeah. 14% of all the sweets you buy in a year you buy in the 8 weeks before Halloween. Just the 4 weeks before Halloween they did 4.6 billion dollars last year. Mm. So and they that's the period they use, 8 weeks before Halloween. So when you see bags of candy August 1st on the store shelves. They know what they're doing. What would be your candy jam? What do you mean? Like, if I, uh, if you had a candy bar. I could or, get any candy bar well, I want? Any, any candy you want. What would you have? I don't know. You can go wrong with the Milky Way. How about you? I think I know what yours is. You, you think you know? I, I'm i certain I know.
1: Uh, well, I don't know. I, I I I love a Heath bar hmm. or maybe a Butterfinger.
0: I would have put you down for Snickers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> huh,
1: that's interesting.
0: Is meteorologist Eric Sorensen joining us here? Now, he has issued a barbecue alert for the weekend.
1: And I was going to ask, do you ever have a... Uh, where, Eric, where you run a... Uh, this is just a test for a barbecue alert. Okay. Just I mean, a test. Oh,
2: yeah, I've never done that. I've never done that. You know, like like a test of the emergency broadcast system. You know, what you would have done had it been an actual emergency. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right that, see that might be fun to do in the, that might be fun to do in the winter when it's particularly gloomy and we need to be reminded that the weather can be good at some point in our lives had this All been right, an I'm actual go barbecue alert you and your family would have been notified as to where to get delicious cuts of meat <laughs> and barbecue sauces and how to light a grill <laughs> it's not bad
2: I'm going to have to go and and look back on the official barbecue alert manual, which is 1,300 words long and 67 pages, uh, to make sure that I haven't been doing it wrong this whole time.
0: Gotcha. You know, back in the 50s when they would do barbecue alerts, kids would uh, have to duck and cover and eat the barbecue under their desks. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It was a different time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they were watching out for flying briquettes.
0: Or... There have been a handful of bands in the last couple of months that have put new music out and it's been a long time since we've heard anything from them. Midnight Oil. I think it's been 19 years since their last record, and we're playing uh, new music from them. Psychedelic Furs, right? 20 years since they'd put anything out. We get that record from hum that came out of nowhere. 20 years we had heard anything from Hum and, that, and now Maybe they're back. Maybe
1: because of the station.
0: Well, I don't know that so that's the case. It's a but coincidence. It, it, it probably is. And a band that also we haven't heard any new music from in a long time, our local favorites, Einstein's sister. And the good news is there is new music, a music that you'll hear on Planet 93.9. And you'll also hear it if you go to uh, your favorite record store and get uh, this new, uh, this is a a, a single an honest to god, transparent blue seven inch single being released for Record Store Day. Einstein Sisters, Carrie Tucker, joining us here live on the Dave and Darren Show. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning. There's a lot to to unpack with with these two brand new songs, and I think the story of the songs is is super important. But I want to ask the first question: uh, What took so long?
2: Um. Well, originally I didn't really even planned to do a reunion. It kind of just fell into our lap about three years ago. Uh, we decided to reissue Learning Curves on vinyl, and uh, we had a little get-together reunion at the RME and uh, had a bunch of people show up, and they started asking us if we were going to do a full-on reunion and do another album, and I really wasn't up for a full album but the band sounded good, and I started thinking, well, maybe just a couple of songs might be a good idea, and that's where kind of the idea for a single came about.
0: Now, this uh, this single, uh, we got on one side, Begin Again, and on the other side, Standing Still. Um, right. Well, can we talk about... Well, I guess let's get started with Begin Again, because that seems like a natural place to start. Uh, this is a song that... this is, That's the one that Bill sings, right? Right, that's correct. Uh, now, as far as like the production of these songs. Uh okay. we're 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 in a time, Carrie, where I'm I you're aware of this. I mean, there's a lot of songs that we're playing right now on the station where they recorded it in like their basement or their bedroom. They have the the pro tools and they're able to make some pretty cool sounding stuff. You guys uh had this thing mixed and mastered by some absolute legends, right? Yeah. Pretty much. We
2: lucked out. Yeah, definitely.
0: Now, how does, how does one do that? Rather than mixing it in a bedroom, how does one get, you know, Nick Davis involved?
2: Right. Well, what happened with Nick, basically, when we did our albums originally back 20 years ago, we would keep bringing in this album called Nonsuch by XTC. Um, it's just one of the best sounding pop records you're going to find anywhere. And so when we decided to do the Reunion single, I thought, let's just go to the source. Let's see if we could possibly get Nick to mix this. And and it being only a couple songs, I thought maybe there might be a better chance as opposed to a a full album. Uh, Basically, just got on the Internet and shot him an email and said, uh, we're a local band from the Quad Cities. We have two songs. Uh, Big fans of yours. And he... He didn't say yes right away. He wanted to hear how we, what we sounded like as a band, and so I ended up sending him a couple of our CDs, and a couple of weeks later he got back and said, I listen to this. I like what you guys do. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on board. I'll do this. So that's how he came in. I basically just contacted him on the Internet and asked him if he'd be interested in doing it, and about a month later I got a yes.
1: And then Nick uh, Nick has done work with uh, with who?
2: Um XTC, he did a lot of their later records. His big kind of claim to fame is he's got a lot of connections with Genesis. He did Living Years by Mike and the Mechanics. Um, he did the We Can't Dance record. He engineered and recorded, mixed that record, which had, you know, We Can't Dance or I Can't Dance, uh, No Son of Mine, Jesus, He Knows Me. Um, he's worked with the Aha, Marillion. He's worked with tons of British bands. So yep. that's, that's his big connection.
1: And then, of course, you got the guys together to uh, to record these two songs. But then you also have a, a couple other musicians who help you out. And th- those are who?
2: Um, we got Tim Smith, who was a member of Jellyfish. I first became familiar with Tim because he was in a band called The Producers. Um, if you've seen Sheryl Crow over the last 20 years, you've seen Tim because he's pretty much her road bass player, uh, plays with her in the studio, does a lot of her vocal arrangements for her. Um, and then we got a guy named Vinny Zumo, who is a New York Session guitar player. I've been a big fan of Vinny's for a long time. He played with Joe Jackson. He's played with Art Garfunkel. He's played with Sean Colvin. Um, he did the solo on You Can't Get What You Want to You Know What You Want by Joe Jackson. That was the first time I'd ever heard him play. And same deal. Facebook friends with him, shot him an email and said, hey, I got this band. We're doing a single. You want to listen to this and see what you think? And he listened to it and said, yeah, I'll do it. I'm in.
0: I have to mention that in the, the time that it's taken to, to put this song out, I mean, it's been, as you mentioned, you know, almost 20 years since the, the other records came out. You're, right. a- you're able to do this now. I mean, you're able to have somebody in, in England uh, listen to your music and, and mix it. And then, I mean, the guys that were doing, Tim Smith and, and Vinnie Zumo, you mentioned, they weren't in the Quad Cities
2: doing their part for the songs, were they? No, no. Uh, basically, you know, I would get rough tracks together and then just with... You know the various sites that you can use to send files. Um, the beauty is, I would just send him a stereo mix and just add four, or five tracks. In Vinny's case, he would send me multiple guitar tracks. With Tim, it was just an avalanche of vocals. I, w- I would get twenty, twenty-two different vocal tracks from him, and. Just send them to me over the internet. You know, sometimes I had to wait a couple hours for all the vocals to come in, but that's how, uh, that's how it went down.
1: And then I know a big thrill for you was um, how this was mastered. Who mastered this and where was it mastered?
2: Uh, Miles Shelwell mastered this at Abbey Road Studios.
0: Okay, that's crazy. Abbey
2: Road yeah, Studios. It's
0: not. I, I know. How does, how does that make any sense, Gary?
2: I, that, was, uh, that was insanity. When Nick was mixing... Uh, he mixed it, like I said, he mixed it at RAK Studios, which is this legendary British studio where you know Ari, uh, Radiohead recorded and Harry Styles records there, Adele's there now, uh, Nick Lowe records there, Pretenders have recorded there. Um, but Nick was mixing and shot me an email and said, hey, do you have somebody in mind for mastering? And I said, yeah, i got a couple of guys in mind here in the States. He said, well, I have a friend down the street. Uh, I'm going to take these down and play them for him during dinner and see what he thinks. And I was with a friend of mine. We were actually going to a concert, and my friend said, he's in Abbey Road down the street. And I thought, there's just no way he's talking about Abbey Road. And about an hour later, uh, Nick got back to me and said, yeah, my friend said he'll do it. His name is Miles Showell. Um, Here's his resume. And I'm looking, and there's, you know, the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper box, the Stones, Queen. Um, the police, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So, yeah, through Nick's connection, he got his mastered at Abbey Road.
0: I love the idea of this guy telling people, yeah, I worked with The Who and Nona Del Rey and The Stones and Stone's <laughs> yeah. sister as well. They were yeah, they were right. great.
2: He's <laughs> well, an expert.
0: Was... This Smiles is an expert at something called half-speed mastering. Can you kind of walk us through what that is?
2: Um, basically, it's probably the like one of the most uncomfortable sonic jobs in the world, you basically slow the tape down to half the speed that it normally plays, and then you transfer it to a vinyl plate at that speed, um, basically to catch all the sonic information that you can to get on the platter. So it takes twice the amount of time, uh, but you listen to everything and it sounds basically like Satan for... You know, instead of a 15-minute record, you'll just do it for a half hour. Um, but the idea is that it, 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 all of the information sonically gets caught under the platter.
0: You're capturing half the sonic information, but you're doing it in,
2: half, like, twice the time. Yeah, well, you're catching twice the amount of information. Right, basically. right, right. Yeah, but right. but
0: yeah, that's not that's not fun to listen to when you're doing it. No, but he's, not he's at all. He's uni- I mean, he, that's what he's known for. He's some sort of genius at this half-speed exactly. mastering. And again, yes. and,
1: and and again, he's remastered what?
2: Um, the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper box. When I was working with him, he was working on McCartney' uh, Flaming Pie box. Um, he did the Queen vinyl box. He's done "Ghost of the Machine" by the Police. He's done "Disraeli Gears" by Queen. Um, just tons and tons of stuff.
0: He's done the entire remastering for the entire catalog for Phil Collins and everything Pete Townsend put together as a solo yeah. artist. Oh, and yeah. also, oh, and also, uh, Einstein's sister. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: And, and and these two songs they're available starting tomorrow, right?
2: Tomorrow, yeah, yeah. Uh, Co-op Records will have it for Record Store Day. Ragged Records, and then. All the download sites, uh, Bandcamp, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, CD Baby, all those places will have it.
0: Okay, so this thing takes off and people love it. Obviously, you're not in a place where you can really perform it. Uh, none of us are yeah. in a place where we can go go see it. So that's that's a bummer. But at some, yeah. but at some point, we will get to a place where you'll be able to, to do these songs and, and the rest of your songs. Are, are there going to be more... Einstein sister appearances is that something you guys talked about I
2: I would love that to happen and you know and telling everybody that this is coming out uh, as far as the people that helped us out they're on board to do this again so maybe we'll do this again in a year or so and and everything will be back to normal we'll just do a a double release party then and
0: and this is a single I mean is there been talk about maybe doing a proper album
2: uh, I don't know. The way I look at it is it took me three years to get these two down, so the album will be out in, you know, 2050 at that point. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it
0: goes. All right, well, you've given us something to look forward to. <laughs> there you go. Carrie Tucker from <laughs> Einstein's Sister. The both songs are fantastic. We're thrilled to be able thank to play you. them uh, here on the planet. Thanks for uh, hooking us up with the uh, the early audio. Appreciate yeah. that. Thanks. Yeah, thank
2: you. All All right. I appreciate you guys playing it.
0: Five, 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 number five. Ladies and gentlemen... The one and only Spank the Joke-Telling Monkey Puppet. Here he is, the Quad City's favorite Joke-Telling Monkey Puppet. Ladies and gentlemen, one hand against another makes a lovely noise for Spank the Joke-Telling Monkey Puppet.
2: Yes, we know it sounds a little funky, but here on the radio we have our own monkey.
3: So they finally got him, huh? What's that? Cops got Larry, Crazy Larry. They finally got him. Amazing. I heard you guys talking that he's in prison.
1: No, amazing Larry, and he's not in prison. I
3: thought we called him Crazy Larry. No,
1: he was saying, you know what his name is. You
3: yeah, don't act like you, <laughs> don't, don't, act know like what
1: you don't know. Don't act like you don't know what his name is. Um, they finally got him. No, he was just reaching out because he's been uh, taking care of uh, some things and hasn't been able to be on the show, and he just wanted to let his fans know that he's thinking of them and. He he wanted to make sure they they knew that he was not in prison.
3: I thought I heard on the scanner that they got him. (laughs) Well, okay. What scanner? (laughs) That's one of my hobbies. I listen to the Henry County uh, Sheriff's Department scanner.
1: You didn't hear a test for a barbecue alert, did you? I did
3: hear that earlier. I didn't know what the hell that was. (laughs) Bleep, bleep, bleep. I don't know what that, what is that? So they they didn't get him or they did?
0: Uh,
1: Because
3: I'll just tell you this. The last time I went to his house. Yeah. That's not all for personal use. What he's got in his house.
0: Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay.
1: <laughs> that's not true. Can't possibly
3: use all of that himself. No,
1: that's not true. You're, you're, trafficking. T- you're talking about Pop Tarts.
3: <laughs> yeah. Pepsi. Pop Tarts. Yeah. Tell yourself whatever you gotta tell yourself. They'll get him one day. He did. Oh, it, so, it, what are you? It, what's the matter it, with
1: you? It's. Uh, he. uh
3: They'll get him.
1: They always get him. <laughs> no. There's nothing to there's nothing to get. Okay,
3: Darren. He was asking. Okay, Darren. Let's act like I don't know what I'm talking about. He uh Okay.
1: He was asking about you though. Was uh Yeah,
3: what? Did you tell him to mind his business?
0: Well he wanted to know
1: How
3: did you and Larry have a
0: falling out? I thought you were best of friends. It's a love-hate thing.
3: It's a mutual uh
1: disdain. Uh he, he based, was,
3: based first and foremost on respect.
1: Right? What? That doesn't even make
3: sense. It does to me and Larry.
1: Uh huh. He was wondering if you had been on the show.
3: I, co- I come on all the time. You, no, Unlike some really, people. Not really.
1: Not really. Yeah, I don't know that you've been here for a no, while. I don't know that you've been on since he's been on. Quite yeah, frankly. Well, we
0: got a text last week to, wondering where you were at and where Larry. Prison.
3: Is. I'm not. They're not gonna catch me. Slippery spank—that's what they call me. Everyone that's doing time sucks to be you. I will flip like a mattress. <laughs> no,
1: I understand. I that. I will
3: sing like Pavarotti. Yeah, to stay out of the yeah. house.
1: Yeah, if you've got the inf- big house. Yeah,
3: that's what we call jail.
1: Yeah, information yeah. is power.
3: That's right. Well, what else is going on?
1: Well, I'm guessing you probably have some jokes.
3: Oh, I sure do, Darren. Uh huh and a father are having a conversation the dad says uh, hey hey son what's going on and the son says well dad i want you to know i have an imaginary girlfriend hmm. the dad says you know you can do better the son says thanks dad that means a lot coming from you uh-huh and the dad says i was talking to your girlfriend <laughs> where's my rim shot
0: hit me sorry that's on me yeah
3: This Is unacceptable? No one knows that that was a joke. The dad says, I was talking to your girlfriend. Yeah,
0: right. You can't get good help anymore.
3: It's unbelievable.
0: Anyone, uh, any more jokes?
3: Oh, of course I
1: got more jokes. You didn't get any more of those stimulus checks, did you?
3: They they said they're sending me a bunch of cards in the mail now. Oh, boy. $200 a pop.
1: Uh Uh-huh. For what?
3: Um, I don't know. For whatever I want. What is what is thinking this? about getting a jet ski?
1: What is what is it supposed a to be sh- used for? Jet ski.
3: I think it's supposed to be used for my glaucoma.
1: Oh, uh, oh, you've got glaucoma. Not now.
3: really, but I got a guy that signed off that says I got it. Uh huh. For reasons. Ah.
1: Feels good, huh?
3: <laughs> it does <gonna> feel good. <laughs> hey, that reminds me of a joke. Okay. Podiatrists are in the news lately.
1: Really?
0: I what news?
3: Up a paper, lots of stories about podiatrists lately.
0: I this is the first time hearing of it.
1: Well, you know, if you ever go to one of their offices, a lot of foot traffic.
3: No, oh, give him the rimshot. That's good, Darren. Uh-huh. I'm gonna, I'm stealing that yeah. one. So this this moth, a moth goes into the podiatrist's office, and he sits down with the doctor.
1: You're saying a what now?
3: A moth. A moth.
1: Say hornet. Hornet. Okay. it.
3: So this moth goes to the podiatrist's office. Can I finish the joke or yeah, what? Yeah, do it. He sits down with the doctor. And the doctor says, Well, can you tell me, uh, Mr. Moth, what's bothering you?
1: A moth is at a podiatrist.
3: Can you imagine such a thing? How about you let me finish the joke? <laughs> doctor says... Can you tell me what's bothering you? And the moth takes this deep breath. And he lets it out. And then he takes another deep breath. And then he starts. He says, man, I'm having such a bad time at work. I've been promoted to a position where I feel like I can't keep up. Huh. I got 30 emails from just today to look at. And it's like I never know when my work is done, you know? Yeah. And it's only a matter of time until they figure out that I'm a fraud oh, and it's just something that consumes me mm. I think they're gonna fire me at any minute and it's it's like all I can think about it work all day And then I go home, and that's no picnic mm. Even with this promotion I got I still can't make the ends meet and the fights we have over money They're getting worse and worse. I know we're scaring the kids, but I don't know what to do. Oh and the kids I'm not sure what we're going to do about the little one. Frankly, he needs more care than we can give him. But we can't give him up, you know? I I wouldn't be right to send him from his family. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure my daughter is trying drugs.
1: Oh, no. What a situation. But
3: it could be anything. I I can't get anything out of her. And the doctor thinks for a moment. And he says, okay, but this is a podiatrist's office. Why did you come here? I can't help you with any of that. Mm -hmm. And the mod says, the light was on. (laughs) wham Oh, boy. Uh,
1: And
3: that's how how you make them laugh.
1: On a Friday. On a Friday.
3: All right, guys. And what's
1: the name of your doctor again? What doctor? Uh, The one that you want to know? The guy who's writing you the scripts? Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve. Yeah. Is that a first name or a last name?
3: I can get, I can hook you up, uh. but not for nothing.
1: <laughs> but not for nothing.
3: <laughs> you want, you want me to introduce you to Doctor uh, Steve? Uh. What you gonna do for spank? That's the question.
1: I got some gift cards. Gift cards?
3: They keep sending me two hundred dollar c- cards in the mail. I. Think about getting uh, maybe a jet ski. Or a pontoon boat is the other thing I'm thinking about
1: getting. I don't think that's what you're supposed to spend it on.
3: Well, I don't think uh, shut up.
1: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. What? Mid-sentence.
3: How about about that? All right. All right, I got to go. Have a great uh, great time with it, everybody. All right,
1: have a good uh, weekend. Until next time. Don't forget to play Angry Birds.
3: Don't forget to play Angry Birds. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Alright, yeah, I gotta good, go. Right. I gotta get out of here. Later, losers. Right.
0: It's a good Just sign like that. Off, though. He's, he's off my hand and Into back the on la- the stand. <laughs> that's that
2: quick. Is it all over, Rock? I
0: guess
3: so. I didn't think it would be like this.
0: There it is. That was Dave and Darren's top five things. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for downloading and subscribing and telling people that this is a podcast that you listen to. Thanks for all of it. Thanks for everything. You're only marvelous.
1: It was powered by Nature's Treatment of Illinois, Tech Drive in Milan, West Main Street in Galesburg. Nature's Treatment offers a wide selection of products for recreational use, including flower vapes and edibles. The recreational waiting list, those are available. You can reserve your time by going to the website, which is ntillinois.com.
0: Until we get a chance to do it again, hang loose, kooks. And you stay classy and
1: safe, Quad Cities.
0: Come on, uh, Quad, Quad Cities, cities.
1: Represent. represent. This is for the Quad Cities rep to Dabbing, boy, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh.
3: We're takes for nothing!